lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. And defied every shelter-in-place order. This is the Steve Dace Show live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre are here as well. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393 if you'd like to join us here today on Blaze TV. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can try that by emailing us, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Steve Dace at Steve Dace Show on Twitter. And if you're looking for samples of this show that you can watch and then share with others, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace. That's youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Next hour, it's our weekly Monday Town Hall, but it's our very special monthly Facebook Ask Me Anything edition. I put up uh, the Clarion Call on my Facebook page yesterday. Todd, you have selected. I have. And handed them to Aaron. I've not seen any of these questions, and you know the rule. We've got one rule. Snottier, the snottiest questions go to the front, correct? Well, that's normally the rule. It's snottiness is in the time of coronavirus is a more subtle art, so... I hear you. But... Yeah, you're right. All right. So we'll get to those coming up next hour on the show. Our old friend Bob Vanderplotz will be joining us at the bottom of this hour. We're going to look back to what we were saying about this virus eight weeks ago today. March the 23rd, when I first laid out kind of a compilation of all the skepticisms that we had aired on this program in the prior couple of weeks, we laid them all out kind of to cast one vision that was an alternative to the panic porn that we were being peddled everywhere else. And that was published in The Blaze, and we talked about it that day on this show. Like, everybody's shocked now to learn the Imperial College model was trash. We told you that on this show March 18th. We walked you through Imperial College, their background with climate alarmism, Jeremy Grantham, their their Miss Havisham, their benevolent benefactor. And of course, there were always going to be trash because every climate alarmist model ever written, ever done has been trash. Beginning with the oceans were going to rise and turn us into water world in the 1980s because of the melting polar ice caps. Remember that one? I do. Yeah, they've all been trash. They've been wrong every step of the way. And the same assumptions built into those models, as well as crap code, were the same thing that Imperial College used to enslave all of the Western world. But we told you about that back on March the 18th. So we're going to go back and take a look at the benchmark questions we asked on this show eight weeks ago today and to see which of any of them have been answered and remain pertinent or prophetic. We'll get to that at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by vaccine or no vaccine. And I just want to make something clear. It's very important. Vaccine or no vaccine, we're back. And we're starting the process. President Trump made those comments regarding the United States' continued and slow reopening of the economy. You can, of course, see Dr. Anthony Fauci standing in the background with his face mask in place. Speaking of face masks, at another White House briefing, right after it was over, you can see various reporters, including CNN's Caitlin Collins, removing their masks after they thought the cameras were turned off. President Trump also formally commissioned the United States Space Force late last week and talked about one of their top new projects. 
They call it the super duper missile. And I heard the other night 17 times faster than what they have right now. Then you take the fastest missile we have right now. In New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio says no to beaches. I've said before, I'm going to say again, we are not opening our beaches on Memorial Day. We are not opening our beaches in the near term. It is not safe. New York State has admitted to purposefully undercounting nursing home deaths due to the virus after changing its reporting rules. Colorado has amended their coronavirus death count. They now say over 100 fewer people have died there than previously reported. The state now says... 878 people have perished there because of the virus. Also in Colorado, a former inmate named Cornelius Haney was released from prison in April due to fears of coronavirus spreading throughout jails. He was arrested last week in Denver for the murder of a 21-year-old woman. Random Twitter user Nicole asks, if masks work, why don't we just give masks to prisoners instead of releasing them? YouTube has censored epidemiologist Dr. Newt Witkowski for calling into question the so-called Called science, which led to the widespread lockdowns in the United States and around the globe. The video platform says content of the former head of Rockefeller University's biostatistics and epidemiology department violate its terms of service by pushing, quote unquote, problematic information about the pandemic. In North Carolina, a federal judge has struck down Governor Roy Cooper's continued insistence that churches cannot meet together due to the pandemic. In Montgomery County, Maryland, video shows lines stretching for blocks to gain access to a food bank. Montgomery County is the 18th richest county in America, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. The House of Representatives has passed another $3 trillion spending bill, which includes stimulus payments to illegal aliens and provisions for national mail-in voting. Senator John Kennedy has some thoughts. It's $3 trillion for one thing, every penny of which we would have to borrow. That's three zero 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 dollars. It's not going to pass the Senate, nor should it. My fellow Republicans in the Senate have tried to see things from the speaker's point of view, but we can't get our heads that far up our rear ends. Much has been said in recent weeks about Imperial College UK epidemiologist Neil Ferguson's model, which predicted over 2 million deaths in the US due to Wuhan coronavirus. But a new piece from the UK Telegraph over the weekend may take the cake. The piece is written by Konstantin Budnik, one of the premier computer software programmers in the world. And he says the coding that went into Ferguson's doomed model could be, quote, the most devastating devastating software mistake of all time, end quote. In other news, libertarian presidential hopeful Justin Amash has decided not to run for president after all. The Associated Press Stylebook tweets, We now say not to use the archaic and sexist term mistress for a woman in a long-term sexual relationship with and financially supported by a man who is married to someone else. Instead, use an alternative like companion or lover on first reference. Provide details later. And finally, a word from Nassau County, New York's Department of Pandemia's subcommittee on tennis and balls. Every player, unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. I'm going to blush, sorry. Um, of course, if you're, pl- if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those tennis balls. 
to avoid <laughs> to avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker like a sharpie to mark out to put an X or put someone's initials on them. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Patriot Mobile, in addition to their generous support of various charitable causes uh, like Mercury One and others. Patriot Mobile has gone above and beyond to help Americans stay in touch with loved ones during this difficult time by lowering their prices even further. Right now, their U.S.-based team is standing by to design for you a customized family plan starting as low as 25 bucks a month. Patriot Mobile shares your values. They'll never char charge you hidden fees either. And unlike Big Mobile, they won't send your hard money to Planned Parenthood or other leftist causes so you can get the same reliable nationwide service and support a company that shares your values, supports our constitution, and puts people before profits. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or you can buy a new one. Right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, they'll waive your activation fee, plus send you a free gift if you use the promo code STEVE. So cheapest rates ever. Plus a free gift and they waive the activation fee with the promo code Steve at PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. In the overtime today, we will discuss Justin Amash deciding, after all, he will not run for president since we did an overtime about him running uh, when he was hinting at it or formed the exploratory committee. I'll say this for Justin Amash. I have not always agreed with him, always respected his opinion. He's, he, at one point in time, was my favorite member of Congress. It, it, is, it is peak Justin Amash to be the one person I maybe can ever remember who said they were going to form an exploratory committee to run for president and then came back after exploring it and said, I got to be honest, I, I don't think it's got much of a chance, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that is like the most Justin Amash thing he could do, is it not? Can you think of anybody else who's been like, hey, I'm going to look at this and then came back and was like, I don't, I don't think it's got much of a chance, so I'm going to pass. But what remedial math or dots did he connect in this time that he did not have at his disposal yeah. three weeks ago? That's what I'm Well, he was about. at least willing to connect them. Okay. Almost, I, I cannot recall another time Ever in either party where someone formed an exploratory committee and then came back and said, yeah, everybody else yep. comes back. Yeah, my farts don't stink. Yes. Look at this. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I remember once every election. Or actually, I think they do this almost almost every election. AARP comes out with a poll. All right. Um, to show that retirees are the most influential voting block in the election. I, 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 it, is that breaking news that AARP uh, polled its own members to see to say that we're the most influential voting block? It would be a poll that would break news if AARP came back and said, guys, this whole thing is right now. It's, it's resting on millennials. Now, that would be news, right? It's like the guy, no coach ever stands up after the NFL draft and says, glad my contract's guaranteed. <laughs> Nobody ever does that. All right, but it, it is peak Justin Amash to form an exploratory committee, then come back and then take an honest look at it and say, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that today in the overtime. BlazeTV.com slash Dace is where you can watch it. And it's also where you can subscribe if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. When you look at a lot of the things in Aaron's montage today, they point to what we talked about a week ago Monday, that the, the lockdown narrative is collapsing. And we told you at the beginning of May that May was going to be the month of, of petty political petty 
axe grinding that the real virus we were going to be fighting was the political grandstanding virus right we, yes. we told you that that's what the month of may was going to be and it is and you can see it here in in aaron's montage what's going on with colorado one of the true real a lot of people claim they're a swing state and they're not or they are if everything breaks right for the other party maybe they have a chance colorado is one of the absolute true swing states in america it is a real 50 50 state so I'm not surprised that that's the first state to do an honest reassessment of its coronavirus deaths and come back and say, eh. because you, politicians in both parties don't get away with stuff in Colorado with the way the electorate is shaped there that you, would, that you might be able to get away with elsewhere, okay? Um, I'm not surprised, for example, the, the story in Colorado going back there, the inmate that was released. And then went out and murdered somebody. Everybody that took part in that, from the, the, whatever the highest ranking official was that gave the order, to the lowly guard that opened the door, everybody that took part in facilitating that should all go to prison. All go to prison. And, and maybe for life. Question. Yes. Uh, is that 21-year-old who that dude murdered, is she going to be counted as a COVID death or not? Oh, uh, well, she might have been counted as a COVID death in Colorado a week ago but probably won't get away with it now. Although she's probably, sadly, a more accurate COVID death than a lot of the COVID deaths yes. outside of our there nursing homes we've been counting around this country, okay? Um, what's gone on with YouTube and censoring Newt Witkowski? I just, Aaron mentioned it, let me reset it. We had his video calling BS on this on this show two months ago. And just to reset who Newt Witkowski is, if you missed it in Aaron's montage, this guy is a decorated epidemiologist decorated for 20 years one of his jobs was chief epidemiologist at rockefeller university's hospital who's rockefeller university i looked them up over the weekend u.s news and world report says they are number one in america in most amongst all research institutions in most citations overall by by or most citation most 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 times they're cited by the other one percent of elite research universities, and most times they're cited by the elite ten percent of research universities. Meaning that even amongst other elite research universities, Rockefeller University is considered the creme de la creme. And for twenty years, he was one of its chief epidemiologists, including its university hospital, where they first put that research into motion, where they actually treat people with the stuff they research in labs. And some algorithm run by some avocado-worshipping, three-square-meal-a-day consuming algorithm runner at YouTube thinks they're more equipped to discuss what's happening here than that individual is? I promise you they did not research him before they did this. And they look really bad right now. Especially because everything he said back in March that we were going to do wrong, we did. And he was proven right. If you go back and find the show we did about that, everything he said back in March was right. Sweden did what he said we should do instead. Look where they're at. Like where the countries who realized, like Switzerland and Israel, they were doing it wrong and reversed course. France realized they were doing it wrong and reversed course. Look where they're at, and then look where we are. That's why Newt Witkowski. That's why he was censored. It's not because he lacks qualifications. It's because he has them. That's why. And this has everything to do with 
the Flynn case, in my opinion, if they are willing to do this to these guys, same thing. Yeah, what are they going to do to you? If 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 the chief epidemiologist at one of the one of the top university hospitals on this continent. And you say trust the experts. He's the experts that the experts trust. No doubt. No doubt. I promise you, the stuff that Anthony Fauci's just been theorizing about for the last 25 years as a bureaucrat, he's actually gotten his hands dirty doing that stuff far more often than he has. If he's not qualified, then nobody is. Nobody outside of the echo chamber, therefore, is qualified if Newt Witkowski is not. Here's what this all means. And I'm hoping that the tweet from the president this morning, I'm hoping that's, that's a beacon. That's an omen. That's a herald. It is time to stop entertaining any more of this. Any more of this. It is time to course correct and focus, focus full steam on reopening the country. Now, how do we do that? Here's my idea. Here's my way forward. All right? The first week, and I want to prove, here's the thing too. I don't want to just theorize this. I'm living out what I'm telling you I think we should do. I've, this isn't me just, hey, you know what? Uh, you, you, let other people go out there and, and, and take the lead. Nope. Nope. I'm doing this myself. So the first week, that we were permitted to go out to eat was this weekend here in Iowa, in our county. My family did so without masks. Just like the first week we were permitted to go to church, also this weekend, my family did so without masks. Even met one of our Blaze TV viewers there and his family. Made sure to take the initiative to shake his hand. We both had hand sanitizer. Let's not be idiots. Take chances we don't have to. Let's... It's a false choice. We don't have to be panicked, nor do we have to be dumb, right? So we sanitized afterwards, but we enjoyed a good manly handshake because we're men and that's what we should be doing. Anthony Fauci be damned. So I'm doing these things, okay? Next, everything should be relatively normal for every American except nursing homes and elderly with pre-existing conditions. Everything else should be relatively normal. That means... No outdoor events anywhere should be canceled. No outdoor events anywhere should be canceled. Indoor events still may require social distancing, masks, temperature checks, etc. Children should head back to school. Boy, the BBC, the British media continues to just crush Boris Johnson. The story in the London Daily Telegraph about how terrible the code was from Imperial College that the UK locked down with and everyone in the West followed suit. And now you've got the BBC who was crushing Boris Johnson on lockdowns last week. Man, they're coming back for more now. Bringing on the chief scientist from the World Health Organization to say she has seen no escalating numbers amongst nations that have put the children back to school. Thoughts and prayers to all of you lefty blue check marks bound and determined to have the kids stay home for, for school this fall because you just hate Donald Trump so much you want to wreck the country. Not even the WHO is on board with that. So there you go. Children go back to school. Next, we have a window right now. We need to take advantage of this. The pandemic is almost exclusively sequestered in nursing homes. 
That means we have a window to get to natural herd immunity in lieu of a vaccine that we may never have. We should take full advantage of that and turn America into Sweden 2.0. We have the window to do it right now. If we do it right this time, we can make up for the calamitous and moronic lockdown strategy that failed our elderly. We didn't save them. That failed our healthcare system. We wrecked it. That failed our economy. That's now in deep recession and failed our constitutional liberties that are imperiled in numerous states and locales across the country. And by the way, natural herd immunity will help protect us from the feared second wave that everybody is afraid of. So here are some common sense steps. Okay, get us out of our homes and into the sunlight. Encourage outdoor activity over indoor sedentary sloth. Uh, put on as many things outside in the sun and the heat as we can. Incentivize outdoor activity over Netflix and chill. Let's boost those immune systems. For businesses, open businesses everywhere with two simple demands. Anyone who is sick stays home from work, regardless of what those sick symptoms are. And rigorous hand washing. That's it. Treat this like a really bad flu season, like the one we just had in 2018, because it's actually less than that for everybody not living in Brooklyn, Queens, or New York City, or a nursing home. It's less than a bad flu season for everybody else. Furthermore, no federal money for any state denying its citizens its rights and liberties. If you want to stay closed, you want to intercourse yourself because you hate Trump that much, you can do that dumbassery on your dime then. But no taxpayer compensation for self-immolation. No taxpayer compensation for self-immolation. You will wreck yourself on your time and dime, not on the time and dime of the American people. We need to demand more transparency from the CDC or just cut its funding. Why can we get so much more detailed data from foreign governments than our own? Where is the national antibody push? Are they afraid of the results given what all the provincial ones have already shown? Why can I get a national antibody test in Spain, Norway, Denmark? I can't get one from the CDC. Hmm. There's a couple of possible reasons for that, and they're both bad. Malfeasance or incompetence. That's it. That's the plan. Well, there's one more thing. Fire Fauci the fraud. Send him out on his ass, because he's been wrong about everything. All right? Tell him, hey, you can wear that mask in the unemployment line. That's it. That's the plan. Gentlemen, your thoughts. I find myself week by week, you know, that there is comfort in being validated, but it's not a comfort that provides me any peace. I just keep getting angrier and angrier by the week at the degree to which this was an obvious scam on multiple levels.
from the beginning. There's one point, Steve, I think you are going to have to, and others are going to have to work hard, but it's about sending kids back to school. The response to that I'm seeing everywhere and I'm talking to others and they're hearing, well, what about the, you know, the, it's, the, I know the kids don't get sick, but the kids pass it on. That's also not how, and this, this has been around for a while. Right. That's the not children also are how not it the works. vector for the virus. The adults are for the same reason as they don't get sick. They're not yep. sick. So they aren't out there oozing right. and everything. And it's so, but you're going to hear that a lot. That is going to be more one studies. Of, we do remember the big fear originally was asymptomatic spread. Correct. Correct. And the children will, they, yes, they don't get sick guys, but they could asymptomatically spread it. The more and more we study this, the, the, the numbers of asymptomatic spread are plummeting compared to what our assumptions were going in. What does that mean? Well, why do, why do they tell you if, if no matter if, what it is, if you're sick, stay home. Why is a fever the big thing to determine whether or not you're sick? Because that indicates when you're over 100.2 is when you're considered to have uh, something your body is fighting off, or maybe it's 100.4. And that is, therefore, when you're contagious. That's why they tell you to stay home, okay? So asymptomatic spread, that's, 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 that's turned out to not be the thing that we all feared back in March. And then children, as every country that has studied this, has come to the same conclusion from Israel to Switzerland to every other one and has come to the conclusion that children are not the vectors for the virus. The adults are. And just one thing I would add, in terms of making this go forward, what you're dealing with in terms of an obstacle. I talked with my brother this weekend. He was telling me about three of his, he's three years younger than me, three of his friends uh, that, that that I, I know well, uh, you, know, you know, professionals. He... he they don't watch what they know what I do, but they don't watch the show. My brother has watches it religiously, particularly the last two and a half months. And he just said the, the disconnect from the information mm -hmm. they, 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 they when he says what he's learned on this show, they, they're like a dog that's cocks its head and is just confused. They, they have not heard it when whatever sources they're going to, they don't know, which is staggering because we didn't just start this last week. We've been at this beating this drum for two and a half months but painstakingly and guys like jake tapper who more and more if you're paying attention he's the fraud i always told you he was i mean they are in full lockdown mode on the truth they don't want it out for whatever reason we know what they are but that's what you have to get through these pe people are have not been given any of the information and we've worked so hard for two I, and a half months I, I, to get I, out there i know that i know and the reality is as i said last week media bias is power is not that it only slants one opinion out there and convinces people against their will to buy into ridiculous leftism. If that was the case, we wouldn't have had an, an era up until this 2018 midterm election where we had more Republicans in elected office in America than we'd had since before the Great Depression. That's not how media's power works. The power is in which information gets into the public. What information gets to be consumed for them to formulate their own yes. opinions. That's the issue. And you see the difference in the UK. They are, the UK is attacking, the media in the UK is attacking Boris Johnson from the right. Why are we still in these lockdowns? Why did you believe Imperial College? Why are we still, why did you buy into the panic porn? And you're, and now you're seeing him, whether it's the Premier League soccer's coming back, my 50 page reopen plan, let's invite the movies to come back and begin filming again. He can't politically stand up to being attacked from the right as the conservative prime minister. 
the number one rule of media in America, from Fox News to every cable news network on the left, you are not, with rare exception, you are not, Tucker Carlson gets away with it, almost no one else even tries. You are not allowed to attack Republicans from the right, ever, ever. And so the, the left narrative in the UK media is the country should be open. And that's, and that's the information now that the public there is getting. The, me, the left media narrative in our country is it has to stay shut down forever. And so that's the information that our people are getting. And so even our people, when they instinctively know we can't sustain this, lack the info. You know how many times a day I just answer questions from people? I could turn this into a full-time job, just answering questions. Hey, can you get me that one data point you had? Or what day was that on so I can post this? Because you know why you're sending me so many of these questions? Because you're not getting this stuff anywhere else. That's why. Aaron. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the media and the differences between the media in the UK and the media over here, this is, I believe, today in the Washington edition of the New York Times, this headline, new cases in the U.S. slow. Good news, right? Here's the rest of the headline. Posing risk of complacency. That's a perfect yep. encapsulation of the yep. Overton window as it pertains to this particular story and basically any story, but particularly this story as well. Another perfect encapsulation of what we're seeing here. And along the lines of what Todd was saying about our validation, I really wish we were being validated about something like uh, we're going to have a longer than usual summer and it's all going to be sunshine and ro roses and daisies every single day. No, the more we're validated about this, Todd is absolutely right. The more pissed off all of us, and I think all of you probably are as yeah. well, because the implications of us being right this entire time have been dire. The perfect encapsulation of this entire response, of the entire media response and the entire Overton window was that random tweeter who said, if face masks work, why don't we just give them to the prisoners instead of releasing them? Every single step of the way, every single step of the way, the response to this has been 180 degrees the wrong way. And that's what I'm talking about. Well said. We'll come back and look at what we put on the record eight weeks ago today. So Kyle and Josh were both losing their hair. No shock since the dreaded male pattern baldness gene ran in each of their families. But the way they each chose to deal with that hair loss could not have been more different. Kyle kept putting it off, not getting it treated, losing more hair by the day. While Josh went to Keeps to learn how to keep his hair because Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products. Therefore, they are the real deal. But since they're the generic versions, Josh saved a fortune, too. And all it took was a quick online consultation. He answered a few questions, snapped a few pics of his hair, and then a doctor evaluated everything and recommended the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for Josh. And then it was shipped discreetly right to his door because Keeps lets you do all of this without ever having to leave your couch. And if you want to get started, how about half off your first order right now? When you go to Keeps.com slash grow, get half off your first order right now at Keeps.com slash grow. That's Keeps.com dot com slash grow let's welcome in our good friend bob vanderplas from the family leader good to see you brother how are you doing really well how are you could be a little better but i could be a lot worse hey what are you hearing about uh, montana schools what about them exactly yeah i did that to todd earlier today you know they've been open for two weeks i i really did not know that you know why you didn't know that 
Because nobody's talking about it. Why is nobody talking about it? Well, uh, I, I did know it, but I thought you were going to give me some ugly harbinger of something. Nope. Nope. nope just keep cruising Smoldering along. ash denied again. Smoldering ash denied again. So apparently, listen, if if you're anywhere else in America. So is Montana having commencement? I mean, are they, are they doing graduation ceremonies? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know of... But the kids have been back in school for two weeks. Wow. So essentially, if you're not governed by a New York politician, you have no idea there's a pandemic going on in America. Other than, you know, all of the um, associated assaults on your economic well-being and civil liberties. You know about that angle to it, right? But unless you are governed by a New York politician, you are not feeling anything from a pandemic directly in America, anywhere, whatsoever. You're, you're not. And that has pretty much been the case since about the first week of April. That unless you're being governed by a New York politician, you don't, you don't know what's going on. Unless you live in a nursing home, then you do. Okay, but unless you live in a nursing home where you're being governed by a New York politician, you have no idea what's happening. Wisconsin, your state's been spring break for a week there. Are they pulling bodies out of, since the state Supreme Court there? Are they, are they burning the bodies there yet? And Because and, and, I got to imagine there's still the overload from allowing a vote there back in April too, right? So between the vote and what the state Supreme Court there did last week, I got to imagine it's, it, it's, it's the freaking stand right now in Wisconsin, right? You got family oh, members there. What are they telling you? Are they, wear, are they in badger red hazmat suits yet up there or not? My brother and sister tell me they haven't gone full uh, Wolverine yet. No. Okay. Mm. So, Bob, I thought it would be fun to go back eight weeks ago today. Which date? What, what was the date? Eight March weeks ago. 23rd. Okay. Was eight weeks ago today was the day I laid out kind of a compilation of all of my initial skepticisms and questions about what we were poised to do in response to COVID-19. Okay. I remember you had a few. I have a few. And now it's, we went from questions, I had a few, to regrets, I have a few. I, that's kind of where we've gone now. Sounds like a country right? western song. Yes. Uh, now it's Festivus. The airing of grievances yes, will commence. Yes. <laughs> so, so here are some of the questions that we asked back eight weeks ago today. Let's see how many of these ended up being pertinent or prophetic or just wrong. How do we flatten a curve when we don't know when the curve started? Because remember, we were knee deep in the 15 days to flatten the curve back on March the 23rd, right? And, and, we, and how many of us saw all these escalator charts? Cases in America, February 28th, none. March 17th, and, and they just went up, 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 up. Deaths in America, none. And they went up, 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 up. Just, I mean, how, did we, how do we know what date to pick? How, how do you know how, what date the escalation started? Did this just... A magically, did China drop a coronavirus EMP on March 10th and it just magically appeared over the continental United States on that date and that's the date? Because since I asked that question for the first time eight weeks ago, Bob, we have had uh, a dead body in Santa Clara County going back to February the 6th of coronavirus. We've now got uh, antibody studies from Ohio with cases going back to January. And in, uh, there was another state that had, uh, Washington state had cases going back to January as well. Um, so how do you flatten a curve if you don't know when it began? You know, Steve, our son lives in Columbus, Ohio. And you know him, Josh. He's very healthy, good basketball player, all that stuff, stays very active. And in January, he had a respiratory virus that he could not kick. And it kept him home a couple of days from work, which mm -hmm. is not like him. Merritt, he was sick enough that his mom, my wife, thought about driving up to Columbus to, to be with him. 
And he is almost positive he had it back in January, now the coronavirus. But even going to Dr. Fauci's video that you shared via tweet, I watched it. Uh, about the different story. How do you... The how, five faces of, yeah, of uh, Anthony yeah, Fauci? Yeah. And how, yes. do you, how do you know how to flatten a curve because all the assumptions are built into the model? You don't know what assumptions are built. He's basically saying we didn't know what was going. So when you're saying how do you flatten a curve when we don't know when the curve started, I think it's a very real question. How about this question? How objective is the current rate of positive tests? Because we were getting all kinds of crazy numbers about the amount of people, 10, 15, 20%, 6%, 5 uh, Because why? Because whenever you start a testing model over concern over any kind of infectious spread, who are you going to begin testing for? The ones who are showing symptoms. Yes. And so, the sick. yes, you're going to start there because you have to start with the most obvious cases and then work your way down. And you don't even test all the sick because you might not be sick enough. That's exactly to right. To test. My yes. wife. Yes. Could dial two one one. They said you don't meet you don't meet the you know you're not high risk enough. So right now you're being since they couldn't nail Georgia and Florida, they're trying to nail Texas right now, right? Because they're they're saying well Texas has seen this increase in positive cases. Well, remember Georgia originally saw an increase in positive cases when it opened up as well. Why? Because in order to justify opening opening up, what did Georgia increase in mass? Increase the testing. They increased the testing. Because what were they told they needed to do to open up? Increase testing. Increase the tests. So they increased the tests. They got more positives, not any more symptomatics, but they got more positives. And then they reversed it on them and say, well, you got more. You, got, you, got, you can't. I did exactly what you asked me to do. Those people, we're going to quarantine them for 14 days to make sure they don't show any symptoms. And if they don't, then we're off and we're good. Because while there were more positive cases in Georgia, what were there? There were how many were there more or less hospitalizations? Less. Far less, in fact. And that's why you furloughed a bunch of healthcare workers. That's exactly right. So Texas, they're trying to nail Governor Abbott in Texas with the same thing here now. Well, you see, here's the other thing Texas is doing you may not know about. Texas is, is doing a statewide antibody push as we speak right now. And if you test positive for antibodies, they're counting it in their COVID case math. So, if you take the second largest state in America by population, Texas, and you begin ramping up mass testing, just in terms of the math of the population mass, you're going to get a lot more, right? Sure. But now, if you're, if you're doing antibodies at the same time, which I think is smart, but then you're turning it around and counting those as COVID cases if you test positive for antibodies, which I do not believe is smart, but dumb... Of course, you're going to see skyrocketing cases. So my question is, just like I asked you a few minutes ago, hey, what are you hearing about Montana? Nothing. Mm -hmm. were, were you aware that Texas is counting positive antibody samples and it's COVID-19? Had no idea. Days? Yeah. Yeah. Money. Did you hear that? Did you know that? Well, I know a lot of things, but <laughs> none of it makes any sense because now both examples you've brought up. What more, uh, more, more cases, knowing about more cases, the serology and not knowing where the curse part, you're both left with just th this thing has been here longer. More people have it. Higher prevalence means less severity. Yep. It's the most obvious truth we have now. We should be clinging it to with like, thank God for delivering us this. And the panic porn only gets worse by the day. Next question I asked back on March the 23rd. How come last year's flu spike, which was far more dangerous based on what we currently know about COVID-19, didn't merit draconian government action? And you know what? 
Remember, remember they told you that talking point. You can't compare it to a bad flu season. Right? And you're a terrible person. You'll get deplatformed if you do it. Until when they, over at the White House, when they announced their uh, reopening plan, when Debbie Burks marched out with the map of a guide on which states could open, what was the map title? Do you guys remember? I-L-I. What does that stand for? Yeah, uh, Influenza-like illness. Yeah, they, oh, they, they, they yeah. looped it all in with influenza when they wanted to reopen. I forgot Aaron was even here. <laughs> yeah. I-L-I. Thank you, Aaron. So after being after threatening you with all of your social media accounts being canceled for six weeks, if you dared compare this to a bad flu season, when the White House's chief medical doctor, Debbie Burks, came out with her map on which states could reopen or not, she... Clara, she classified everything by influenza, influenza symptoms. Hmm. Why? Well, because as it turns out, if you're not living in a nursing home or governed by a New York state politician, this is actually less bad than the previous year's flu season was. That's why. It's, it, it's not as bad everywhere else in America. Unless you're in a nursing home or, you're, or governed by a New York state politician, this is not as severe as the 2018 flu season was. Your thoughts on that, Bob? Well, I think part of it is uh, when I'm looking at it going, you know, you can't compare it to the flu because we're used to the flu. This well, is something too. we have a vaccine for the sure. flu. We have it. We're used to it. We educate people. And still yeah. outside of our nursing homes in New York State, the yeah. flu of, of 2018 was worse than this. Sure. And so what, what you look at is that we're I think what Senator Grassley said at uh, the meeting that I attended where Vice President Pence was at and. And Senator Grassley is now 86. He'd be in the high risk category, all mm -hmm. that stuff, traveling with the vice president to Iowa after the vice president's staff got tested positive for COVID. You know, kind of like, and Senator Grassley kind of, you know, did one of those, ah, shucks. He goes, this is the first time in history we're quarantining the healthy. You know, like we're telling the healthy to stay home. Yeah. Because we shouldn't, I mean, not, none of us are saying, you know what, the coronavirus, if you got it, isn't a bad deal. It's not a real deal, especially if you lost a loved one with it. That's a bad thing, and our sympathy goes out for you. But we know we should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. How do we protect those who are fragile, those who are elderly, by allowing the, the basically the able body, those still conduct normal lives? Here's the thing, too. You just Since you just brought up Grassley traveling, mm -hmm. what sector of our population do you think travels more per capita than our politicians do? Is there is there one maybe that you can think of? Probably not. No. No. Where, where's all the dead state legislators? Where, where's all the hospitalized sure. senators? Where's all the dead congressmen? Where, where's all the where, where's all where's where, how come where's the American uh, Boris Johnson governor in a ventilator well, and intubated in a hospital? Speaking of uh, uh, smoldering ash, didn't CPAC? And I was just going to ask that. It? Yeah, remember the pan that was where we first saw self-exiling, the amount of virtue signaling post-CPAC, right? Okay, that went on. I'm voluntarily self-exiling, right? Okay. Where's where's the not to mention they're right there in a in a densely populated area in Washington D.C. Where's all the dead bodies from? Where's the CPAC body count? Do you know? I do not. No, I I don't know of a sector of our population. Certainly not the last few months with everything shut down. No one's been traveling more than our politicians have been. Right. Matter of fact, sometimes those are the only ones who are traveling. Right. So where's all the dead bodies? And most of these guys aren't spry. Right. Most of these aren't. Most of these guys aren't young. And a lot of them aren't really active, if you know what I'm saying. So where's all the dead bodies at? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. Interesting. Final question that we asked back on March the 23rd. 
Based on the current trend line, what are the odds that at any point COVID-19 will end up stressing our infrastructure to the level of even last year's flu and pneumonia season, aside from the self-harming measures we've taken to shut down our way of life? We asked that question eight weeks ago today, Bob. What's the verdict on that, do you think? Well, there's no doubt. The ripple effect that we're seeing, uh, where, where Trump said, you know, we can't let the, the cure be worse than the cause when he initially said that. And what you're seeing, the ripple effect of this is um, some businesses are not going to reopen. Uh, this economy is not going to just get jump-started overnight. I thought you could pause it. I, I don't think I don't think you can pause it. No? And the other thing is that you cannot... I was assured you could pause You it. cannot effectively frighten the America people to run home and say, that's where you're safe, and then say, hey, now we're all back wide open again. Some of us, we're going to go back to our, our dining, we're going to go back to the movies, we're going to go back to whatever. And some are like, there ain't no way I'm going back. It's going to take a while. This thing isn't over yet. So in light of this conversation, I got about two minutes here. If you had 10 to 15 minutes one-on-one -on -one with the president of the United States, what would you tell him? I, first of all, I tell him, you know, to, to, to give a signal, we are opening America back up for business. We're putting the local officials in control, which he should have done right, right away. And so you're seeing a Governor Kemp lead. You're seeing a Governor Reynolds lead. You're seeing a Governor Abbott lead as well as they should be. And I believe when the more and more states, where you talk about the New York governors, the New York politicians governing their states, when they're saying, look at Texas isn't isn't bad. Uh, Georgia isn't bad. Iowa isn't bad. Whatever. All of a sudden, they're going to have more and more pressure on their politici uh, politicians to open up. But his message has got to be, we need to get back on track. We need to open this thing back up again. And you can still protect the fragile. You still can protect the elderly. You still can protect the vulnerable. And we have the hospital. But the, the big thing, remember, guys, the reason we shut down, the hospitals. we did not have the health care capacity to meet this. Now we go, we got more than health care capacity right now. So why not open it up right now as well? Obamacare was going to solve the problem of the uninsured, right? And instead, just we've had millions more people lose their coverage, right? Mm -hmm. Abortion saves women, except for all the baby girls it kills. Remember, uh, expanding the definition of marriage. We're, we were going to get more marriage. We, we got, mm -hmm. actually, we're getting less marriage now. We had to do this to save the elderly. Hospitalizations in this country have been largely flatlined from this virus since the first week of April. And yet we have seen the body count hit the floor in our nursing homes all over the country at the same time. Was this not, wasn't this the strategy we pursued so that this would not occur? Sure. And it happened anyway. Even if they're inflating these numbers to some degree, and I believe every state would find something like similar to what Colorado did. But even if every state found something similar to what Colorado did, this, the death number in our nursing home is tragically catastrophic, even if it is exaggerated. And that's not counting the elderly who are laying dead in their homes right now that we haven't gotten to yet, who never went to the hospital mm -hmm. because they were convinced if they went there, they were going to get a virus. They're going to get a virus. And the healthcare professionals were saying, stay at home. We'll, yes. try, we'll try to cure you from yeah, home. Yeah. There's, those, there's those dead elderly. We haven't, we haven't even counted and gotten to them yet. Okay. If we did a 9-11 style report on all of this, it would make the actual 9-11 report look like a reading of Green Eggs and Ham in yes. my estimation. I honestly believe it's, that. It's the worst management yeah. decision in American history and maybe the worst management decision in all of human history when you look at the amount of nations that made this same mistake all over the world and the population. Now, most of those other nations have realized the mistake they're making and they're changing course. Germany, France, Israel, South, South, South Korea, Japan. I could go on and on. Netherlands, Norway, Denmark, Switzerland, Sweden. 
It's time for this nation, more of this nation, to realize the same thing and course correct. This was a major mistake. Time to do a total 180 the other way. Bob, good to see you, man. Good As to see always. you guys. God bless. We'll come back. It's our Monday Town Hall. The monthly Facebook Ask Me Anything edition is next. Stay tuned here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. And we are back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 888-900-3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Don't forget, if you're looking for samples of the show that you can watch and then share, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace. And then finally, we love those five-star reviews for the podcast. If you're a podcast listener, thank you. And one of the ways that you can thank us as well... Uh, is for giving you something worthy of listening to is to keep giving us those five star reviews. I I almost never look. I happened to look the other day and saw the very first review on the on my podcast page for our show was a one star because the guy was upset at how hard we were going after panic porn. That's the one star review we're looking for. Right. If the one star review is because you're offended that we're going after the truth, we will take all those one star reviews. Okay. But we would much rather have your five star reviews because you guys like seeking out the truth that we're trying to find here on this show. So keep those five star reviews coming. Thank you to all of you that uh, gave us a five star review on your podcasting platform. Here's something you may not know about your dog's food that dry kibble stuff. You know, there's nothing alive in it. Same thing they do for our human food where they have to strip out pretty much a lot of the live organisms and, and things and, and nutrients and things we need that makes the food worthy of consuming in the first place. That's why we're taking so many supplements these days. Same thing happens to our dog, right? They take all that stuff out for mass consumption and long shelf life. And that's why you need a premium dog food supplement like Rough Greens Vitasmart. It's not a dog food. It's a powder that you sprinkle on your dog's food and it apparently tastes great because our dog Cap loves it. It contains massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, even omega oils and antioxidants, the kind of stuff that helps with digestion, supports healthy skin and coat, improves mobility, joint health, etc. If you want to see if your dog can thrive more than ever before in the next 14 days, take the 14-day Jumpstart Challenge from Rough Greens Vitasmart. It's just $14.95. If you want to try it, go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F for Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. All right, let's get to it. It's our Monday Town Hall. It's the monthly Facebook Ask Me Anything edition. Uh, our folks on our Facebook page have put up a series of questions. Todd, you have made the editorial decision without my prior knowledge. So these questions are all going to come at me in real time. I've not seen one of these. You've made the decision on which questions we're going to answer. So if the show sucks from here on out, it's basically your fault. I'm not taking the blame. Am I allowed to blame our audience after that? No, you made the, no, you yeah, made the, you made the choice. Yeah, it was, right. it's on you. Yeah, Let's All roll. Right. Let's get to it. First question, Aaron. All right, this is from Sam Burden. He says, our country is, or our county, is imposing fines on businesses and employees who don't cater to the panic and wear the muzzle or a uh, mask. That said, why aren't more businesses taking the Elon Musk approach by bucking the system, following the science, sticking up for their employees, and calling this garbage out for what it is? 
is. Employees would be more productive and better off physically if they were simply given a choice. So I, I think what you're seeing with this virus, Sam, is I, this virus hasn't changed anything, but it has revealed everything. It has, it has clarified what we already knew to be true or suspected going in already was. There are two Americas right now, and you've heard me say for years that America is not as conservative a country as people like me would prefer. But it ain't communist either. Most, American are, most Americans are sheep of some kind because most people are sheep. Right? That, I mean, that, that, I mean that, that comes right from the, the mouth of the Lord himself and ain't nobody love you more than he does. And I mean, he's like, you guys are so dumb, for real. You're like sheep, easily led astray. Lined up for slaughter. You know, somebody just open a pen and they could have, they could have your complete and total slaughter in mind and you will just dutifully walk right through the door. So most Americans are sheep waiting for someone else to kind of give the cue of what's okay and what's not, what's safe and what's not. And then there are the two Americas. There's the America that you live in, Sam, the what's left of America. And then there's the left America. And what you're seeing through this virus is you're seeing both of them reveal themselves. And you can see that both of them are using this virus as a launching off point for one of their fundamental principles. It's just that their principles are so dramatically different. One group wants to use this to acquire control. And the other group is using this to push back and get their freedom, opening their businesses in defiance. I just saw a few minutes ago, DuPage County in Illinois, second largest county in the state next to Cook County. The sheriff there has announced not enforcing any more stay-at-home orders. Second largest county in Illinois. Now, we would like, we're wondering, why aren't there 25 other counties in Illinois doing this, right? That's what we're wondering. But let me tell you what they're wondering on the other side of the street. We're concerned that there's not, a, there's not more counties doing this. They're concerned about the amount of counties that are. That's why there's such a tight grip on when information gets out there because they can't let the sheep out there understand uh, or they, they, they can't risk the sheep listening to another voice other than theirs. They want to make sure the only voice the sheep hear are their own. And so that way, even if the, that way they went either way, Either the sheep follow them into the panic porn. That's, that's, that number is deteriorating in the country right now. So then the hope is that even if we can't get them to follow us into the panic porn, we, maybe they just silently rebel. They don't actively go out. They don't actively demand their country is back. And they just sit in your homes and you, and you fume. But you don't, you don't engage in a way that changes an outcome. They don't want that. So if they can't, if they can't get you, to, if they can't herd you, then the hope is to paralyze you, make you believe you're the only one that, th don't say anything on your Facebook page, don't bring this up to anybody, talk about it to your neighbors, you're the only one that thinks like this. So you're watching the cultural dynamic in America, it's all coming to the surface because of the virus. 
So there are businesses doing what you want them to do, Sam. They're making headlines in places like The Blaze, Fox, The Daily Wire. You see those stories. And there's more of them that, than, than, our, than our opponents on the left uh, thought there were. There's just not as many of them as we were hoping on our side that there were. And so the vast majority of Americans are sheep waiting to see when it's, and I think most of the sheep want their country back now. They're waiting to see when it's okay to do so, when they won't be mocked, scorned, when it'll be safe for them to go along with it. That would be my answer. Ron Burtz adds, what are the odds the CDC will ever make the announcement that masks are no longer needed? And if they do, when will it be? I think the odds are high that the CDC will make such an announcement at some point in time. Really? I do. I thought it would just kind of like drift into the memory hole because people will just stop doing it. Well, that's why I think the odds are high that they're eventually going so the, to do so. so. The, yeah. And they'll claim a victory? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Once people are just like, it's, it's 93 degrees out here. The heat in the sea is 108. Why am I, why am I wearing a mask? at a public park, at a family reunion. I'm taking it off. It's hotter than hell out here. So w- th- that's when they're going to say, all right, uh, you guys don't need to wear a mask out there. We're, we're, we're not a nation of laws, and we never have been. We're a nation of political will, and we always will be. Like, remember when the CDC said, I think we're going to have to vote mail, uh, only mail ballots this fall. Remember that story a couple weeks ago? Sure. And they found one of the couple of issues the Republican Party will say, oh, hell no to. That's about one of the only couple of ones because that's an extinction level event for the Republican Party, right? So have you heard much about the CDC demanding mail-in ballot elections the last couple of weeks since the system said, nah. Have you heard a, lot, heard a bunch about that? Has, has there been a, a follow-up, yeah, a supplemental I, report from the CDC demanding this? Yeah, it's uh, buried behind all of the uh, stories about uh, schools in Montana. Exactly, yeah. So when people decide, you want to know when the beaches in New York are going to open up? Not when Mayor de Blasio decides. When you do. When you decide. Because I can't arrest y'all. When y'all go out there and say, we're willing to take this risk, we've seen enough, America. That's when uh, uh, Der Blasio, when he can't get the the 5-0 anymore to arrest any more of you because there's 3,000 of you out there on the beaches, that's when it'll end. You've had this power in your hands this whole time, folks. You have. I I, I know that we are... See, (laughs) the conservative thing to do, and I've been a part of this, so I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm, I'm pointing a finger at you, and I got every member of this audience po- should be pointing their fingers back at me. I've done this too. This is, this is how we roll. Before I did shows like this, I called shows like this. I emailed shows like this. I get it. I've been on both sides of this conversation. So here's how it works. On, here's how it works in, what, in what's left of America. We get really pissed off. We blog, Facebook, send a note to our favorite radio show, maybe tons of them. In the meantime, act like there's nothing we can do about it. Go out in November, vote for every Republican that we can find, even if we got to make up names. Just make names up. Every Republican I can find. If my state doesn't permit straight ticket voting. That's, that's, how, we, that's how we exercise our disgust. 
And then we go home and wait for the Republicans to, to do what we told them to do. We just, we act like we're powerless the entire time. You've not been powerless this whole time. You have guns. You have feet. You have hands. Could have defied this the whole time. I had a poker night at my house on time every month when we were, we didn't have a shelter in place, but they still said, well, don't have more than six people. We had double that every month. All the cars parked out in front of my house. No, that was my answer, but thank you. No, that was the answer. Appreciate your insight recommendation, but my name is no, my numbers. No, you better let it go. Okay. No. In fact, some months we did multiple poker nights just because we wanted to get out of the house more. Okay? No. You could have just said, we're not doing this the whole time. And you know what you can do today? <laughs> and tomorrow even, if you're living in Illinois, my name is no. My number is no. You better let it go. No. Nope. I got guns property i pay taxes and my answer is nope nope and the more Not doing it. the more average the citizen the better don't wait for mr silver tongue or mr credentialed or the expert in your little political world do it no it's when moms with their kids were getting arrested that people like oh hell no those people your yeah. conviction your courage the everyday american who just steps up if you live in illinois or a state like that and you're really mad don't send me another email. Do this instead. Go get your kids and your grandkids and take them to the park. Go do that. And dare them to do something about it while you've got your camera phone out, Facebook living it the whole time. Do that. Don't send me any more emails from Illinois about how bad it is. I think every conservative in Illinois thinks emailed me in the last month. Stop. My name is no. My number is no. You better let it go. No. Take the kids and the grandkids to the park. You got, hey, they're, they're, they, they, still have, uh, they still have the uncapped data on all our phones right now. Just make sure you're Facebook live in the whole thing. Somebody sent me a story from New York where the sheriff there is like, we're not enforcing this anymore. It makes us look bad arresting these moms and everything else. Exactly. Exactly. You have to wait for your governor to lift the order. You are the sovereign. You're in charge. You want to have a football practice in Michigan? Go take the kids to a park and have a practice. Just go do it. And Facebook Live the whole thing so they, can, they all know when the, when, they, when the cops show up, you all know you're on tape. We're going to make you famous. What's your name, officer? You're about to go viral, bro. How you like them apples? You've been in charge this entire time. You have been. You are not. Stop sending me notes about your dictator governors and your blue states. Not true. You're a prisoner of your own mind. Conservatives for the last month and a half in this country have done their own version of black and brown America with, with, with fake racism I got to vote for more Democrats. 
to stop the racism. I keep voting Democrats. Country gets more racist. I need to vote more Democrats to get to stop the racism. I keep voting Democrats. Country gets increasingly racist. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? Exactly. Stop it. You're in charge. You've been in charge in Illinois the whole time. You've been in charge in Michigan the whole time. The answer is no. We resolved day one, the three of us on this show, not knowing whether our governor was ever going to put a shelter in place order or not. There's never a day we're not coming to work and we're going to make them arrest us for coming to work here. We're coming we shelter in place or not. We're coming to work every day, every day. My life's not changed except for the things that externally I had no control over. I couldn't control this Des Moines Christian closing. I couldn't control the mall closing and the movie theater closing. But all the things I can control, my life hasn't changed at all. After the kids got through the initial 14-day quarantine, they still went to their grandparents like they always do the rest of the year. If they were ever showing symptoms again, we'd have them stay home for another 14 days. But they have it, so they can go to grandma's and spend the night all the time. My life, I still come to work every day. My life didn't change much amongst the things that I could control. Neither should yours. Just walk, walk down in the park. Take the kids. Just Facebook Live the whole thing. Or Instagram Live, whatever you prefer. Make sure everybody's famous. And every one of you in Illinois should be doing this. They can't arrest you all. You're not a prisoner. What's the governor? What's the douchebag governor's there? Brzezinski? Or whatever his name is. Okay. Fister, I don't know what the hell his name is. Whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter what his name is. Who's the last governor of Illinois? Remember his name? Nope. Nope. No, why? Because you're in charge. Because he, well, he was. He was a Republican squish. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the worst Republican governor maybe in modern American history. But I still don't remember his name because it doesn't exactly. matter. It doesn't matter. You've been in charge the whole time. I'm reminded of one of the greatest comedic rants in American history by the great prophet once known as Sam Kinison. Don't just sit there and starve. Move where the food is. Why just sit there and starve? There's no food in Kenya. Get up and leave. Move where the food is. Where's the food? Move there. Move where the food is. Don't just sit there and starve. Get off your ass and move where the food is. Move where the freedom is. And if you want the freedom to be where you're at, move. Get up out of your homes. Go to the park. 30 of you. Go hang out in the movie theater parking lot outside. Bring your lawn chairs. And sit around and talk. And don't be six feet apart. And just grab your phones. That's a weapon nowadays. That's one of the most powerful weapons we have right now. Grab your phones. With your 3G and your 4G and your LTE. And just make sure when they pull up. Hey officer. Welcome to my Instagram live. I'm sending this over to the Steve Day show at the Blaze. Smile. You're about to become famous. You're about to go viral for arresting old ladies talking in lawn chairs in a movie theater parking lot. Just 
leave your home. Just, just leave. Just, why are you sitting there emailing me that you're trapped? I mean, you're a quadriplegic? Maybe you are, I don't know. But if you've got limbs, go, get out. Am I missing something here? Nope. Nope. Am I, am I asking too much? Well, you're not asking too much, but it's clearly a very big ask. Because what we're really, what we're finding out is a lot of people still, Christian, conservative, labels they've had, the power in them doesn't really go that far to deal with circumstances that push them in any way, shape, or form. What's the worst that could happen, man? They give you a ticket. Maybe you go to jail for an hour. But that's okay. All the criminals have been let out. It's perfectly safe there now. What am I missing? What, what am I missing here? Yeah, they, they let all the criminals out. So you could, so they could put you in there. So you don't have to worry about soap on a rope or anything. All those guys are gone right now. Okay? They're out re-terrorizing your neighborhoods as you speak while you're in your homes. Especially in a state like Illinois. All right? So... I, Probably got better Wi-Fi there, too, I would imagine. So, I mean, what, what, what's there to lose? Move where the freedom is. Don't just sit there and be dictated to. Don't be like the guy. I'm sure you guys have all seen the guy who walks outside with his mask and then lowers it for a smoke break, kind of defeating the whole purpose, right? Sure. Don't be the conservative that emails me about your gun collection. Oh, man, and I'm living here with Gretchen Whitmer. I don't know what we're going to do. Nurse Ratchet's in charge. What's her face from Hogwarts is running the state. We're, we're trapped, okay? You buried the lead there, bro. You got all the guns. So you've got the guns and you're trapped? I kind of think that's a you problem. I don't have much sympathy for you, frankly. If you've got the guns and you're trapped... You're Jim Kreiner. Who's Jim Kreiner? Probably the worst college football coach of all time. Because he managed to put Iowa State on NCAA probation for cheating. And they still sucked! They went like 3-8 and eight while they were cheating. Are you kidding me? If, if we're going to go blue chips, let's win! You don't cheat and suck! One coach, though, managed to pull that off. Man's name was Jim Kreiner. He managed to cheat and suck. Still got his ass kicked while committing NCAA violations. Couldn't even cheat right. Well, don't tell me how many guns you have and then tell me, oh, well, you know, this, uh, this housewife-looking governor in Michigan, man. She's really got my boot to my throat right now. Kind of think that might be a, a you problem, actually. If you're trapped in your state and you own the guns, don't think, do you even Second Amendment, bro? Do you even Second Amendment? Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? Why it is there? So that you cannot be trapped by the likes of Gretchen Whitmer and her, you don't need your constitution when it snows outside because it never snows in Michigan, ever. Come on, people, come on. 
get up out of your homes and leave. You are going to decide when your state's shelter in place expires. You will decide it. You were always going to decide it because that's how this works. That's what self-government means. Next question. This one's from Adam Luce, who says, I helped out this week with my church's live stream because we started recording in the sanctuary again to get ready for reopening. It felt good that even though there wasn't a crowd, I felt a little more like normal since I was in the room with live worship and preaching. It got me to thinking I might be willing to do things a little different to have a somewhat normal church service again, like wearing a mask. I don't want to wear a mask and haven't been to Menards or other stores because they started requiring one, but for church, I might make the sacrifice would you be willing to do the same if it meant you could have a church service again with the entire congregation if the state said that that was the only way to do it without government overreach style closings uh, when we got to our church on sunday our pastor quitten came up to me uh the whole staff was wearing him was wearing masks wasn't required for you to wear one to come and he comes up and he goes i'm just i'm just wearing this so you know just to, just to make, I want you to know I'm just, these were his first words to me. <laughs> what's, it, what's it? Hello. Hey guys, good to have you back. He goes, I need you to know I'm just wearing this just in case anybody out there. Don't do it. Me, bro. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, here's the thing with the mask thing. I, I, I think this is, this is going to be the dumbest debate yet because I, I think it's a fairly reasonable accommodation to ask in most cases, except outdoors. It's unnecessary outdoors and dumb, by the way. But I don't think it's an unreasonable accommodation. There's been, there are people in, in countries all over the world that wear masks all the time because of what the pollution level is like, et cetera. They deal with pandemics and contagions a lot more than we do, et cetera. They even wear them outdoors because of that. But my fear is this thing's become so politicized now that we can't find a reasonable accommodation. You know what I'm saying? That, that reasonable now is unattainable. You don't need to wear a mask at Costco. How do I know that? Because if you needed to, you should have been wearing one since March. The reason why they're asking you to wear one right now is because they're reopening and they're concerned more people will come and they get sued. That's why. Now, your church is different. It's not been open this entire time. It's not. Not to mention, do most church populations skew younger or older? Older. Older, yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's an unreasonable accommodation. If our church had asked for a mask, we all would have worn masks and still gone. Nor would I have like protested it in a note to my pastor or anything of that nature. I don't think wearing a mask is any kind of sign of, of virtue any more than not wearing one is any universal sign of badassery. I'm not, I'm not after either one of those two things. I'm after what is the truth. The truth is you don't, need a ma you don't need a mask at Costco because they didn't ask you to wear one the whole time the pandemic was actually a threat to anybody outside a nursing home, but they're asking you to wear one now. Now, something that wasn't open this entire time that you value, like your church, if they were to ask it, I don't think it's incredibly wussy or unreasonable. So I'm always about what's the motivation for why we're asking this? That's what I'm about rather than what the ask is. What's the motivation for it? Costco is just doing CYA. So I'm going to stay away from there as long as I can. And that's a place I love. But I don't, that's not a universal rule for me. 
later this week, I'm going to travel. I'm going to fly for the first time just to show again how confident I am in my own research and the data that's out there. Just like I put it to the test by taking my family out to eat, put it to the test by taking my family to church, putting it to the test and putting my butt on a plane later this week. Now, part of that is I'll be required to wear a mask. I will. I don't think that this is like some final dividing line either way. It doesn't make you a better, you wearing a mask at Walmart doesn't make you a better person than me. And you not wearing one doesn't mean that you're more of a badass than I am. You both might be morons for why you're choosing to do what you're doing or not. I don't know the answer to that. But I told you guys a month ago on this show, I would have, similar to what Todd has said for years about abortion, I would have offered a month ago, I said on this show, reopen the whole country, we agree to wear masks in public. I'll make you that offer right now. Knowing they wouldn't take the offer. Because it's not about the mask. It's about the power. Correct. If but, I feel like I'm being manipulated in any way, but exactly. it's a firm no. Like I feel like Costco, whom I adore, is manipulating me. So the answer is no. I don't think it's a reasonable accommodation. Because they didn't ask it of me for two months when we had legit fears we no longer have. And now they are. So don't, don't, do not yank my chain. The answer is no every time. No, no. But if I think you're sincere, and if I'm like, I don't know if I buy it, but I think you're sincere, I'll give. It's when I think you lack sincerity that my answer is, hell no. And I think Costco lacks sincerity, so my answer is hell no. No, I'm not doing it. That may not be the answer you're looking for, but I think for a lot of these, there's not some paint-by-numbers, blanket, automatic, absolute situation. I think, I think there's, there's moments to ask for reasonable accommodations. The question is, is that what you're asking me or not? Or are you asking for something else? Okay? More in a moment. When life is in chaos, as it has been for too many of us recently, your home is your safe haven. It's always, in any circumstance, your most valuable asset. So imagine losing your home to some online scammer in an instant. You have no place to live in your home, your security, your nest egg. It's not yours anymore. This crime is called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes in America. That's why I urge you to get home title lock. The title to your home is online now, where thieves can find it and forge your signature on a quick on a quit claim deed. And now it appears that you sold your home to them and then they'll borrow against your home and leave you with the payments. And no, your bank doesn't cover you and neither does insurance. The only way I know to avoid this nightmare is with Home Title Lock. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and use the promo code Steve for 30 free days of protection to help you through this crisis. That's promo code Steve at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, promo code Steve at HomeTitleLock.com. Let's get back to our Monday Town Hall. It's this month's Facebook Ask Me Anything edition. Aaron. Lee Allen Dean is up next, who says our search for historical perspective is leading people to study the Spanish flu epidemic. Shouldn't we be studying the history of financial panics instead? That's a phenomenal observation. Yes. Not to mention, again, that was 100 years ago, the Spanish flu. Keep in mind, that's a decade, a decade before Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin which means we're more than a decade from antibiotics still 
which means even if common infections were killers all the time. It's like usually a bad staph infection or something where somebody dies of an infection nowadays. That was common, man. I mean, that's why kids were taking baths in hydrogen peroxide in this country 100 years ago. Infections were common. And common killers were before antibiotics, 1918. Childbirth was still one of the leading causes of death for women in America. Most homes didn't have a phone to call 911 or an operator because 911 wasn't going to exist for decades. Many communities still didn't have a motorized first responder unit. This is literally like another world 100 years ago when it comes to medicine. Comparing the world of the Spanish flu to this one, not to mention who, who brought us the Spanish flu? Young, healthy men, well, soldiers, some of them not healthy, but they brought it from the war. Who's not being impacted by this virus? Men of that age, or women for that matter. So they're just, they're just not the same. They're just not, the world's not the same. You were, you were wealthy if you had a radio in 1918. Everybody just wants this talking point because we all agree that at least 600,000 Americans died with the Spanish flu. So this is another panic porn talking point. If someone from 1918 visited, went to Iowa Lutheran, a nice, modest hospital in a mid-market of Des Moines, Iowa. If somebody very wealthy from Manhattan that was alive in 1918 got to just go job shadow or, or shadow your wife around a nice mid-market hospital, modestly nice hospital, it's not, like, not like a Cedars-Sinai or a Mayo, but if someone of, who was in the 1% in 1918 got to just hang out with Mrs. McIntyre at Iowa Lutheran Hospital all day, they would think that the Martians had landed. Star trip, Starship no Enterprise stuff. They, they, yeah. they would have thought that everything H.G. Wells predicted has come true. They would be blown away by what Iowa Lutheran Hospital has, let alone what's at Mayo, Cedar sinai or university hospitals. It's not the same at all. I, I still, I, I know this is ask Dace anything and not ask McIntyre anything. I, I'm, I'm still confused, though. Can we clarify something? We're not supposed to compare coronavirus to the flu, right? Unless it's the Spanish flu. Unless it's the that killed deadlier Americans, second then we wave yes. of the Spanish flu. Got it. Thank yep. you very much for that clarification. Uh, let's see. James Swick says, this is a non-political uh, behind-the-scenes question, but when watching your TV show, I noticed the moving camera that goes back and forth, right and left. What kind of device is the camera mounted on? My seven-year son's theory is that the camera is mounted on top of a toy train uh, set that you have in the studio. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Aaron set that up. I will tell you, though, the number one complaint I get about this show, other than my opinions, is that camera. Okay. Yeah, I remember you. I, I remember you. I So uh, let's put it was, on the whole time. This, <laughs> this, uh, this is actually one of my better ideas. And actually, you e emailed me with somebody who loves the, the camera the other day. Uh, I loved when I brought my brother in here. I'm showing him the digs. This is, you know, kind of my atmosphere, my, my, uh, my, my, my place, my time to shine here. And, you know, you were just sitting over there. And I said, you know, this is one of my better ideas. The, the dollying camera here that's set up automated. And you just interrupted and you said, yeah, that's one of the 
the things that uh, I get emailed the, the most about the people. Hey, right in front of my brother. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, man, it. I'm sorry. That, was, I didn't that know. was that was not douchey at all. No, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Uh, but bad. anyway, uh, it actually, uh, it's not. How a, long ago was that? Oh, uh, that was like last year. I still remember so, that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it stuck with him. Yeah, no, I appreciate that very much. But anyway, it's actually not a toy train. Uh, there are a, a number of. Uh, a number of squirrels that I have trained actually here that are running this little crank that has a, a kind of like a train track on it that's running these gears back and forth on the camera. So trained squirrels is actually how it how it goes. Uh, and, let's and see. I am, I am sorry about that. Oh, no, I'm just I'm yanking your chain about it. Justin Gingrich says, if there was a vaccine created and given fast track approval tomorrow, would you take it? Why or why not? For me, I, I know what Urza's answer is going to be, but uh, for, for me, the answer is, it would depend on the manufacturer, the extent of the trial, and who gave the approval. And I'm going to need more than just the FDA for me on something like this. Um, so um, I would it, I, it would not be an automatic yes or no. I would, like I've done with all vaccinations from all my kids and everything else, I'd, I'd do my research on it is what I would do. And even though you know what my answer is, if all of you just did... What Steve said, we'd be in an infinitely better place with vaccines in general across the board because you wouldn't be hoodwinked so much with the magic potions that'll save us from killing ourselves. Just do what Steve did, really. Just do that. I mean, our kids have had all the basic vaccinations, not everyone that was requested or demanded. Um, all of my basic vaccinations and, were, and boosters were updated, as I've said before, to go on a, a mission trip to, to Haiti. When was that? 2013, 2014, I think that was. So, um, but I'm going to do the research on it. I, see, I don't, I don't trust big business much more than I trust big government. Okay? And... I lost over a hundred pounds pre and I was pre hypertensive, pre diabetic, everything. They wanted to put me on drugs for everything. I did it the, the natural way of science until big pharma came along and we, we thought we could just conjure up pills to fix every affliction with a drug as opposed to your own behavior. I did it the old fashioned way. I kept it off the old fashioned way. I've stayed healthy the old fashioned way. And so I never got on any of those drugs. I never needed them. I don't need them now. That's where, that's where my skepticism of taking every vaccine comes from. I don't take every drug. I mean, when I was in the hospital last April for the heart palpitations, I mean, you know, I was literally on the phone. I'd have the doctor in my, my hospital room. I'm on the phone with my mom, who used to be a nurse, having her, her listen to what the doctor's telling me and having her tell me as a former hospital nurse, yeah, you don't need that. You don't need that. Tell him no on that. You might need that. Say yes to that. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, we have this odd medical system right now. We're on one hand, it's how do we cut costs? 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 And on the other hand, it's like, how do we subscribe every drug? Subscribe every, how do we prescribe every drug? Prescribe every drug, prescribe every drug. That's where my suspicion comes from. I don't need a drug for everything. I mean, antibiotic means antibiology. That's what it means. So if I'm going to put something in my body to alter my biology, I need to make sure it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 <laughs> so if I'm going to alter my biology to fight something, if I'm going to pay that cost, 
I do think there are times that cost is worthy of being paid. It, I just need to know that it's worth that cost. I'm not going to take a drug for everything. And then we're going to wonder, why is there an opioid crisis when we convinced people with half of the commercials in America that you can take a drug for literally everything? That's where my skepticism comes from. I, I just, I don't think it's that easy. And so the, a lot of the same people that want me to take a drug for everything are the same people who want to give me a vaccine for everything. Well, I'm going to need more than that. You show me, you make a reasonable case. My answer is yes. I've taken plenty of vaccines and that served my kids. But you're going to have to make a case for me other than your particular recommendation. And that will, that will apply here. I, no one in our family ever had a flu shot until this year. And I haven't missed a day of work with the flu in how many years? So no one in our family has had a flu shot except for this year. And it's because Noah got the flu twice, two different types in the span of a, of a month. And then we decided to go ahead and give him a flu shot after that. All right. Next is Nancy Keller. Would you be willing to teach a weekly Bible study? I learn more from you on th uh, Thursday than I have from anyone else. Um, well, I mean, I think we kind of do that already. Number one, uh, I have done that in the past, um, but that's kind of what Theology Thursday is. And um, but um, that's very kind. Also sad. I mean, one of the things I've gotten in my career more than anything else is people telling me, how come I don't hear this kind of stuff on Sundays? That's not a compliment. That's not good. Like, um, I think if somebody like Ravi Zacharias, who right now is, appears is coming to the end of his race. And his cancer, it's inoperable now. I mean, it's, it's guys like him that played a huge role in helping me do the show that you get now. Um, so, I mean, I owe him a, a tremendous debt and others like him. I could do a whole show on some of those names. Maybe sometime we, maybe sometime we should do that actually. But um, yeah, but that's, that's kind of what we do on Theology Thursday. Just keep in mind though, I'm not a pastor. You don't want me for a pastor. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the character for it. I don't have the compassion for it. I love the word of God, even the convicting parts, because I'm aware painfully how much I need convicting, <laughs> okay? But I am not, I'm not a pastor. It's not my calling. You know the part where, where God says to, to David, you've, you've, you've got too high of a body count to build my temple. We gotta get, have somebody else in your family with a clean slate do it. That's kind of me. I got, I got too high of a body count, man. So I'm not, that's not my role. But we do try to use this show as much as we can to do what you're asking. Next up is Jen Burr. How do we heal the serious divide in this country that is threatening to tear it apart? People who want masks to be worn by small children playing on a baseball diamond are accusing parents and coaches like myself who refuse to make a four-year-old wear a mask of being quote-unquote selfish and inconsiderate of others. There's a war going on. Friendships are being lost. How do we end this madness? It's a worldview steel cage match. Two worldviews are going to enter. Only one is going to leave. The only way to, to stop that outcome is revival. It's revival or bust. We don't have the power within ourselves to win this argument peaceably. That's why human civilizations have wars. 
the, the views are irreconcilable now. They're not um, cohabitive. So this is unavoidable. It will play itself out to a tragic end or you'll have revival. That's why our motto of our show is revival or bust. There's, 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 there's some people it can be reasoned with, but what you're describing, and it's not uncommon, cannot be reasoned with. It just has to be defeated. And that's, that's where we're at. We're, we're a country, if this country were a marriage, and my wife will tell you as a counselor, whenever somebody comes into her office and says, we're, we're staying together for the kids, they're toast. Because that means she's, she's staying with him until a guy who actually will be a better listener and care about her more comes along. And he's staying with her until a woman he's more attracted to comes along. That's what it means. It means you're, you're waiting for the next offer, if, if, that's, if that's what you're saying. We are at that point in, the, in our national marriage. We are staying together for the children. But in this case, the children's the printing press, the money press. That's the only reason we're staying together. Money's good. That's it's not any kind of basis for a real relationship. That relationship is destined to fail and already has, in fact. It's already failed. It's a matter of a it's a matter of convenience now. And eventually one side will determine, yeah, this is no longer convenient for me. So revival or bust. Uh, maybe one last one here. Adam Schutz says, long term, how does the COVID pandemic affect the future business of sports, college, professional, etc.? I think it's too early to answer that question because next year we're going to have a vaccine of, or some kind of treatment or we're not. And if we do, that is one answer to your question. If we don't, that's another because more and more people are going to have to realize they're just going to have to figure out how to live their lives with another bad seasonal bug like flu and colds and pneumonia and everything else. So a lot of the people that right now are holding out for a vaccine, give them a year where that doesn't happen. And there will still be some that will do it, but there'll be far fewer than is the number right now because there'll be certain realities that will force that question. So I think I think a vaccine, the vaccine question has to be answered first. If there's a vaccine or some form of a treatment in the next 12 months, even if it has a high failure rate like the flu vaccine, I think you have one answer. And if there's not, then I think you have another one. Gentlemen, any final thoughts? Well, uh, in choosing the questions, there are a lot of them and still most of them uh, consumed with all things uh, coronavirus which is uh, understandable on one level, but I can't help but echo. Like, put, put your worries into a different mode of action in the next month by the time we do this again. We're not exactly sure what coronavirus questions they're going to be asked, but I hope, hopefully they're, they're different ones because of the effort you've put in, like Steve said, to get out of your house, to take control out of your own, of your own life, and to move forward and set the agenda for where this nation goes in terms of liberties, in terms of lockdowns, in terms of health, all of the above should never take any of the things we took for granted before this for granted ever again mm. but we will you know how much fun it was to go out to eat we used to do it all oh, the time no kidding yeah i mean i i felt like i felt like a freaking sultan on yeah. saturday night <laughs> that's gonna do it for today's show we are back at it again tomorrow noon to two eastern here on uh, blaze tv right after glenn beck until then john 317 this is steve dace
on the Blaze Radio Network.